I'm Jen. And I'm Yvonne. And welcome to Good to the Last Bite. We're just two homemakers and best friends answering the daily question, what's for dinner? Oh, wow, what a unique question. Yes, so uncommon. Nobody asked that question. <laughs> Nobody. Join us as we talk about life and the journey to step out of the box. And enjoying it to the last bite. Hello and welcome to Good to the Last Bite. I'm Yvonne and cooking tonight is... Jen over here. I'm so happy to be here. It's nice to be back together again, huh? Yes, it is. It's so... This is just fun. We have so much fun doing this. Even just the talking to prepare is so much fun. But then I think, <laughs> man, are we using all of our stories talking to each other without recording it does not right yeah we have to save some but we also want to be a little bit prepared but you know it's just one of those it's one of those things so all right well let's get right into it so jen what is for dinner well tonight i am making one of my favorite dishes to make i think because it's very simple and so delicious which is uh homemade tomato bisque Mm. It sounds fancy because bisque makes everything sound fancy when you say it, but it's one of those simple recipes that once you have it, it's hard not to like go back to it. And also everybody can pretty much make it. I don't see how you could. Okay. It's pretty fit, so fit in my opinion. How is this different than a tomato soup? The difference would be cream. Uh, okay. Bisques are known to be a, a more cream-based, smooth broth soup. Okay. Tomato soups obviously can have have milk in them like a creamy tomato tomato but cream tomato is really a, a bisque it really also depends on the ratio of cream to the other ingredients that's what i read online anyway yeah <laughs> so the difference yeah. Is a to other things. thank you google um, <laughs> but uh and the main idea is like a, a like cream of tomato i think you would consider it a bisque really but i think there's less cream in that if you're being particular and then also it needs to be smooth like there's not it's yeah. not a chunky soup where sometimes even tomato soup you can keep it chunky if you wanted to really but that's more vegetable right yeah in this soup it's very simple you start with a base a very normal base French sounding base of one large carrot uh, or two medium carrots whatever you prefer and also that changes the sweetness level so if you like it yeah. a little bit sweeter add a little more carrot uh, celery and about two long like big stalks or I'm using the ones that are like pre-cut from Costco so I'm using four nice. of them right now okay uh, because they're already I've already cleaned them pre-cut. all because I'm Easy. using other stuff and they're pretty cut already and then one medium small onion white onion uh two or three cloves of garlic I have two right now because they're very large and then a can of diced well any kind of canned tomato my these ones are peeled whole tomatoes it's uh Seven, it's like 800 milliliters in Canadian, but I'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. is, I didn't even check it, but I'm pretty sure it's tw- the 28 ounce. Probably. Can't see the size of it? That, yeah, that's, that's that's probably a 28. It's 28, 28 yeah. fluid ounces. I'm pretty sure that is. And then four cups of, of broth. I use chicken broth because I just prefer that flavor. And also, I don't eat mushrooms and a lot of vegetables. Uh, broth has mushroom in it, so I just don't. I just kind of see it because I just don't I understand eat mushrooms. Yeah. So oh, this is 900 milliliters, which is four cups. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Oh well, what I was going to say for those of you who might just be joining us, um, so Jen and I actually aren't even in the same location, and we're like video chatting as we record this podcast. 
So, um, yeah, Jen is actually in Canada, and I live in the United States in Ohio. So there's several miles separating us, and um, it's been an adventure um, figuring out how to do this remotely. Thankfully, it's it's worked out really well, and I think it's due to COVID. Honestly, <laughs> COVID has created such quality remote things in our life. Exactly, I completely agree. It's been so nice, and. And this is a, a nice avenue to just be able to couple on with somebody. And so we're doing it. And that's why you hear uh, metric system as well as imperial system. Yes. Ounces. Yeah. Millimeters and that kind of stuff. That's what I was going to bring uh, for up. For our international community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll hear both. Um, and if we get confused, sorry. It just, you know, because we're we doing both. <laughs> yeah, we've got some Fahrenheit and maybe some Celsius going on. So. Yeah. Yeah. So just a few other things that I put in that are in the uh, in the soup. Uh, obviously, there's cream, uh, 35% heavy cream. I use cooking cream, but you can use other cream. I don't know the difference. I don't know why some are called whipping cream and some are called cooking cream, but hmm. it is that. I don't either. That's how it's sold in Canada anyway. I don't know if it's the same in uh, the States. Yeah, I was just thinking here we have like half and half. And then heavy whipping cream, generally. It would be heavy, heavy whipping cream. 35% yeah. is what they recommend. But they have a, maybe it's just the marketing scheme that they have one called maybe. cooking cream. And it's it's just a little bit, it's just a different, I guess, different thing. If anybody knows, you can let us know. You can yes. reach out to Please, us. You can, you can count and like, it's let us know about that. Yeah, let us know if you have an idea on that one. We always need good ideas and suggestions. So feel free to email us at goodlastbite at gmail.com. Ta-da. Exactly. <laughs> the, the other few things that need to go into this uh, is the seasoning. So I use olive oil for my cooking base oil, but you can use whatever oil you're most comfortable with. If you prefer a vegetable oil or avocado oil or whatever, uh, I just like the flavor that olive oil adds to it. Um, yeah. But remember, olive oil has a, a lower burn point, so just be mindful yes. of that when you're cooking with it in general. Um, and then salt and pepper, of course, um, and uh, the seasoning that you add is about a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, but that's your own preference because one nice thing about a tomato bisque is you want the creaminess but the warmth of something spicy. So oh, okay. at, at my household, my husband, we've talked about many times, loves a nice spicy dish so we do yeah. have it a little bit warmer but about a teaspoon even half a teaspoon it just adds that little bit of heat that's like warmth is a better word that is, yeah that's definitely some heat uh, we probably wouldn't yeah. use that or maybe i did like a quarter teaspoon yeah again it's really your own preference mm-hmm. and i do it by eye anyway so it's it's kind of because i've made this so many times and then the other ingredient of seasoning is dried basil that you add um into the soup and then that's about it as far as ingredients. So, oh, no, there's one other very important ingredient, which is a little bit of sugar. Uh, that's oh. to help balance out the yeah. acidity, acidity of the tomato. Mm-hmm. It's really a preference thing, again. Some people like it a little bit acidic, but for myself, I just add about, like, probably a half a tablespoon. Yeah, I'm not fond of the really acidic type of yeah. tomato soup stuff so I always do end up adding some kind of like sweetener or I use sugar you actually what I used to do is in this uh quantity we used to have just like sugar packets and I would just put one packet of sugar so 
So oh, it's yeah. about half a tablespoon, I think, it comes up to. That's cool. Um, my sister-in-law, now it's not a bisque, she makes a pretty delicious tomato soup, and she uses coconut cream. And oh, yeah, that would make sense. Like, the full-fat, creamy coconut cream and milk. Like, I don't think I would add sugar if you added the coconut, because it has its own sweetness. Oh, yeah. You're totally so, right. I would probably just... It's just something to balance out the acidity, you know? I used to also use maple syrup, you know, the Canadian in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, or, or honey, a little bit of honey. And really, you... Um, so, when you, you add it, once you've <laughs> cooked everything, you add that, and then you can adjust that based on your product and the flavor because yeah. you already have the spice in there you won't have the cream in there but you'll have the other spices so you'll kind of know um the flavor and just remember when you add cream later it'll it'll mute everything later. yeah so just right now i am dicing up in a pretty like rough chop version of everything the celery onion and carrot and then i'm going to saute those and then after i saute that i'll add in the diced garlic to it um while i'm cooking but we'll we're, we'll get there we're not quite there yet and okay. you know myself i don't dice my my garlic because i have a garlic press and so i don't bother <laughs> to dice it myself yeah it saves me so much time still need to get one of those I haven't got i haven't done that yet i keep meaning to i just don't oh speaking of Something. buying things sorry i was gonna say jen you did do something new and unconventional to you today what did I do today? Well, so so when on this oh, podcast we like to <laughs> we like to encourage each other to kind of step out of our box and try something new or different. Um, and uh, Jen messaged me this morning and she was like, "I'm going shopping! Yay!" The next message she she goes, "I forgot my wallet." <laughs> Oh, it was awful. I was, the grocery store is like 20 minutes away. They know me there because I go every week and right. it's early. So they, no one's there. So they're like, oh, just go back. It's okay. But who wants to go back in the morning after like, you know, like a 20 minute round, like 40 minute round trip. Nobody. That's who. Money? Nobody. No one. <laughs> so what did I do this morning? I ventured into the most, you know, Gen Z thing I could think of and <laughs> added Apple Pay onto my phone for the first time. <laughs> and then she messages me on her way out of the store. She was like, "That was so easy. That's dangerous. Very scary. It was good. I'm so thankful that we're in a world that has that technology now. Having that a blessing and maybe a curse. <laughs> yeah, it makes me a little worried. Um, so what I'm doing now is just on like a medium heat. I am, like I said, sautéing the the celery, onion. Uh, and the carrot with some olive oil, it's soda. Again, it's a preference thing for the olive oil, but for me, I put about a half a tablespoon, probably. Maybe okay. a little bit more. And what I'm also yeah. going to do is I'm going to add the basil and the cayenne, as well as uh, ground pepper, in onto mm. the vegetables. So it's that whole yeah. concept that we've talked about many times on the podcast about blooming the fragrances of the spices yeah. and letting them really marinate in a small amount of liquid and oil or maybe sometimes yeah. tomato paste the same thing but it's really to just let them come alive and so you do that right away i'm just going to give you guys fair warning because i'm adding cayenne pepper you never know i might start coughing i'm going to try not to but i don't <laughs> add that much but because you're doing it right on this heat you do have to like, be careful oh, so i think i'm going to start calling it um cooking aromatherapy oh that's a great idea <laughs> i love that i think that's perfect 
it's the it, this is when you get the aromas going. And this is the point of the meal where the meal is not even remotely made, but someone will walk in the room and go, "Oh my gosh, what's that good smell?" Yeah. And all it is is celery and onions, people, with a little bit of yeah. spice. There's a name for that whole thing. It's a French word that they use, and I'm sure I should have looked it up because this a lot a lot of cuisine uses the, like this a combination of these things onion celery carrot maybe a, a maybe a pepper green pepper yes pepper, it's garlic. Uh, it's like oh i know what you're talking about and um, they use that as a base and it brings so much extra flavor just like a broth would bring like a uh, like a stock would bring to a, a soup dish holy trinity the holy trinity wow that's very religious yeah. well i mean that's that's according to Wikipedia, but it's it's called the Holy Trinity. There's a French name. There's a French name for it. I'm what I'm doing right now is I'm waiting for my onions to become clear, and then once they do, I'm going to be adding the garlic into this. You only want garlic to cook for like maybe even a minute, just to get again to let the aromatherapy of the garlic enhance the other flavors that you have. Um, but then uh, we're going to add the tomatoes to it right after. Okay. So I found your French word, but I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It's M I R E P O I X. M I R E P O I X. Mirapo. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't. Oh, but it doesn't matter. You guys can look it up. You guys can go. You know, there's your homework for today. To be able to figure this stuff out. Contact us with the um, correct pronunciation of the Holy Trinity in French. <laughs> the onion, <laughs> celery, and bell pepper. Uh, we expect emails, people. I've watched, we expect emails. I've, watched enough, I've watched enough Gordon Ramsay that I should know this, but I don't. Anyway, so that's what um, uh, I'm doing right now. I'm just waiting for them to uh, get cleared up. So, Yvonne, tell me, what have you done this week that you've done to step out of the box and out of your yeah. box? Yeah. Okay, so my husband and I got to go on a date this Friday night, and we went axe throwing, which was a lot of fun, actually. And really, that's amazing. Yes, it was so it much fun. Like therapeutic, maybe. Therapeutic. Okay. It was kind of, you know, if you're angry at somebody, yeah. you could always potentially <laughs> imagine they're on the target. But they teach you kind of the form and how to do it. And there's an instructor that sort of stands in between two or three lanes. And yeah. so you get the axe and you throw it at this wooden target that they have. And you can try to get a bullseye or there's there's a couple of harder targets that you can also try to get. And my husband was ridiculously good at it. Of course he was. I literally... When I saw the photo, I was like, wow, <laughs> this is perfect for him. Like, I have not, I don't know many other things that would be that perfect. Yes, I could not believe it, like, instantly. Because one of the things, they said there were these, like, little blue dots that were harder to hit. And so the guy was like, if you actually manage to hit this blue dot, ring this little bell. And he hit it, like, six times, maybe more. And... Uh, it was, yeah, it was just crazy. So I hated him for a little bit, but then I got over it and had, <laughs> I had fun. But it also made me feel a little bit better because I think I ended up winning one of the games that we played. Oh, he won a lot of them, but I won at least one. So, you know, I was That's like, okay, at least okay. keep, him, keep him humble. 
right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the best part is that we basically just came home inspired. So if you're kind of new here, we have five acres and we have this field that goes all the way back um, into some kind of a wooded area. And as we were leaving, we were both just like, we need to make this. We need to do this at our house. (laughs) Just go like throw axes. So I think that's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I think you should do it. Like, it makes so much sense. Yeah. And one of you is frustrated with the other one. Instead of yelling at each other, you go and throw an axe at something. Like, how awesome yes. is that? That sounds so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, And also, it is surprisingly a legit workout. Oh, Both of imagine. us were sore. Yeah. We were sore the next day from working oh. out. And it, I mean, it'll work your whole core and your arms your shoulder strength yeah that's, that's <laughs> legit <laughs> yeah for those of you who are listening or listen to a few episodes we talked about how i have a like a high hypersensitivity sensitivity to dicing onions um, yes. so i did it ahead of time today i was so proud of myself for this she did mm-hmm. so i wasn't crying as we were recording this i just <laughs> added the garlic into um the mixture as i'm cooking it and okay. lately, garlic, once I put it on the pan, makes me cry in that same way. So exactly what happened, just I was making weird faces as if I'm the story. <laughs> because I'm crying over garlic now. Over okay. garlic. Everything is, yeah. Everything is now um, translucent and making a nice sizzle to um, our, the mixture. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to add the tomatoes. I'm going to let them cook for about a minute and then add the broth. And okay. I tell you, it's not much more than that. Oh, yes. Um, that is really neat that basically the most work is just cutting the holy trinity or the French word that yeah. we can't say. Um, but yeah, those, just cutting the basic vegetables at the beginning. Yep. They're the base of a lot of different soups. So even if you're, oh, I'm trying to think of a good example, but you can literally just put those in almost any soup that you have. I know people who use the same base for something like a chicken pot pie for the flavors oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's not it's not just for uh, soups, but it's a very very common combination. Like I said, some people use some recipes depending on the country of origin. Call for uh, bell pepper or um, like garlic mm-hmm. is another one. Sometimes leek is another one. It's those root vegetables that we work right. Uh, the aromatherapy the, the vegetables. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, I'm just letting this uh, the tomatoes come to a boil. And then I'm going to add the uh, chicken broth, sugar, and salt. And then you just let it boil for about as ever long as you'd like. But I recommend about 20 minutes to just let everything get to know each other in the pot. As right. uh, my friend from the office says. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, anyway, and as I... That cooks, you just have to remember that uh, that you should taste it as you go. Um, maybe you might yes. want a little bit more cayenne or a little bit more basil, a little more salt or a little more sugar. That's really important, especially before you add the cream because uh, the cream will, again, mute everything. So you want it to True. be a strong mm-hmm. flavor before that, knowing that it will be slightly muted. Yeah, you add the cream so, kind of at the very end, right? So, so the last two things that you do, which I'm not going to be able to do today because I need to let this sit and let them to marinate together, is after it's cooked, you want to blend it. You can use an immersion blender or you ah, can 
put it in a blender or a food processor and you want to make it as thin as possible. So something about bisque is originally a shellfish dish, actually, and they would make it like they would blend and then use a strainer or a a colander or sieve Mm -hmm. to strain out all of the thick the thick pieces even from blending. So it's the smoothest liquid that you can have. And um which is and then they would add the cream to it. So the ratio of cream, like I said before, the ratio to cream to uh, soup base. If you can imagine, I'm using four cups of chicken broth, and roughly with tomatoes, you get maybe a cup and a of that 28 ounce or 800 milliliter. You probably get like mm-hmm. a cup and a half of liquid, maybe or maybe two cups. So maybe. Let's, let's just go with six cups of liquid uh, that you get out of these two things plus the vegetables when you blend them, and then you're going to want to add one cup of cream. So after you okay. blended it all, add the cream to it, and you can keep it on minimum heat and just let it stay like warm up together. I like to take out my cream while I'm blending, like take it out of the fridge while I'm blending, so it's a little closer to room temperature. That's just yeah, my okay. And then no. this let it heat up and serve it. Did not know that bisque was originally like shellfish based. Yeah, it's. I was reading cool. about it, and it says that they would even use the shells of shellfish and like and like make them a powder or like basically crush them so they had this creaminess to it. No thanks, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. I don't eat shellfish in general. That's funny. I have actually um, basically done that. I when I have made um, etouffee, yeah, I've taken shrimp, <laughs> and I'll take their tails off. And I'll cook their tails in water with a little bit of seasoning and just let it kind of like simmer down. Yeah. And it makes kind of a seafood base. And that's what I'll use instead of like a chicken broth. I'll use that. They make it a little bit more fishy. That's what a lot of, a lot of people do. I just don't eat shellfish. So it makes it a little bit harder. So, but, and then also just like as a, a note too, is like, Bisque versus chowder. Those are the two that are really more cream-based soups that we know. True. Um, mm-hmm. The chowder is just a, a chunky version. It doesn't yeah, you know, blend it. And bisque is like, they consider it fancier, but it also has a higher ratio of cream to the other ingredients. Mm-hmm. And the method of how you put it together, I guess, is different. Anyway, this is boiling. I don't know if you guys can pick up the little bubbles popping. Um, I'm just going to add the broth and the sugar and salt and let it cook for a little while. It's just a, it smells so good over here. I wish you could smell uh, it. I wish I could smell it too. I bet it's fantastic. <laughs> and it is. So what I like to serve this with is really a preference again of what you guys like to eat with it. For yeah. What I originally would do is buy a loaf of sourdough bread because unlike Yvonne, I don't have a sour bread starter. <laughs> so I don't make my own homemade yeah. sourdough. But I do make my own homemade bread. I just before when I first started, I would buy sourdough loaf of bread and dice it up uh, into little cubes to make croutons. I would stick them mm-hmm. on a sheet pan and put salt, but mostly olive oil all over them. So they yeah. very oily and then stick it in the oven and then I get nice and crispy, kind of like almost like a grilled cheese cr- crispiness, you know, because they're kind yeah. of almost fried. Not tons of olive oil, of course. It's a really big preference. And then I just put those on top. Um, I would also mm. have the chicken drumsticks to go along from the side with this. Tonight, oh, when we that's a good idea. It, we're going to have caprese salad with it. So we're going to have basil, tomato, and the fresh mozzarella pieces and enjoy that um, with okay. Italian and French food together, I guess. 
No, yeah. Uh, but it really, it really is a preference. We also sometimes just have a nice green salad. Um, mm-hmm. But the chicken is really my favorite, I think. <laughs> oh, the chicken with it. Okay. That's cool. I like that. Um, and what a perfect meal for a below freezing day. It's snowing again oh, at my house. Crazy. Today in Canada, it was, uh, when I woke up this morning, it was at minus one Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's a perfect day for a nice warm biscuit. That little bit of heat or warmth from the cayenne just makes you feel warm on the inside as well. So that's about it. Like I said, I'm going to let this sit here and uh, cook together for about 20 minutes. And then once I take it off the heat, let it cool for a little bit. I'll blend it up. I have to use a regular blender. And then I'll just add the cup of cream and then we're done. That's it. Ooh, awesome. Very cool. I'm I'm so excited for you. You're going to have a delicious dinner. And I'm going to sit over here and just drool and not have it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much for telling us about your bisque. I hope you do enjoy it. And thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget to share with your friends and family. We're on most major podcasts. And uh, if you have questions or recipes or suggestions, you can email us at goodlastbite at gmail.com. And we will try our very best to reply back. All right. Thanks for coming, guys. Bye. Bye.